Hello there and welcome to Mothers Arising Podcast. My name is Olusha Yashiru and I am privileged to be the host of this podcast where we share all things motherhood, faith, family and life. I can't wait for you to dig deep into today's episode and of course, please share what you think after you're done listening to the episode. All you have to do is send us your feedback, your comments, your questions to hello at mothersarising.org. Of course, remember to share this podcast with another mother. Somebody definitely needs to hear what you're also hearing. Hey, and welcome to week three of our Rooted Mom devotional series. This week, we are going to be looking at the theme, the bread of life. And this theme is taken from the scripture in the Bible that talks to us about Jesus Christ describing himself as the bread of life in John 6, 32 to 35. The Bible says, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Wow, this week's focus is on God's word. And we're going to look at the importance of God's word and practical tools to keep us focused on God's word and to also help us stay in tune with God's word so that we can grow and truly become rooted and grounded as God's children. God's word is powerful. And even the Bible tells us that it is sharper than any two-edged sword so much that is able to pierce and separate spirit and soul. Think about some of the things that the Bible compares God's word to. Today, I will share with you 10 of those things so that we can look at how important God's word is to us and why it is necessary that we make it a priority in our everyday lives. I love how the Bible says in John 15, one of my favorite scriptures to read is John 15. The Bible says in verses four to five that remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruits, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Wow. This is powerful right here. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. In fact, I love to say, apart from Jesus, I am nothing. So let's share a little bit about these 10 things that help us to see how important God's word is. So we're going to look through scriptures and we're going to see some examples 
of how God's word has been described in the Bible. First Peter chapter two, verse two describes God's word as milk. And you know what milk is used for, right? It's used for nourishment for baby believers because the Bible says as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So God's word is for nourishment. The second thing is solid food. The Bible describes that solid food is for the growing and the mature. And I love how it says in Hebrews 5, 12 to 14, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of God's revelation. You need milk, not solid food. Can you see that? At a point in time in your life, you need milk, but as you grow, you need solid food. Now, everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with a message about righteousness because he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. As a baby starts to grow, you know that milk can never be enough again. They have to eat solid food. Otherwise, there will be a problem. For them to get the proper nourishment that they need to grow and grow well, they need solid food. That's why God's word is described to us as solid food because we need the solid food that comes through God's word. That tells us how important God's word is to us, right? God's word is also described, number three, as bread. Nourishing all of God's children. Bread. You know how bread is, right? Bread is like the staple in most of our homes. First Corinthians 3, 1 to 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to mature Christians. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in the Christian life. I had to feed you with milk and not with solid food because you couldn't handle anything stronger and you still are not ready. Wow. I remember the scripture we read earlier when Jesus Christ was talking about himself saying, I am the bread of life. You remember that scripture? Jesus Christ says, I am the bread of life. Wow. That's how God's word is described as bread. Because he says that I'm the bread who gives life to the world. So if you're not studying your Bible, if you're not reading your Bible, you're trying to say, well, I don't need the bread of life. I can handle this by myself. And I'm sure you know how unfruitful that will be. Another way that God's word is described is as a sword penetrating into the depth of our souls, penetrating into the depth of our beings. What God has said in the Bible is such a beautiful thing. And Hebrews 4.12 says, God's word is not only alive and active, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. His word can cut through our spirit and souls and through our joints and marrow until it discovers or discerns the desires and the thoughts of our hearts. Only God's word can do that. Wow. 
Number five way that the Bible describes God's word is as a fire and, and as a hammer. It can burn away any impurity and leave us purified as fire. And as a hammer, it can shatter any rock of hard-heartedness, right? So if your heart is hard, God's word can shatter it, make it tender, break it down. Jeremiah 23, 29 says, My words are a powerful fire. They are a hammer that shatters rocks. Wow. The word of God is also compared to an anchor. It's an anchor for our souls so that we can never drift away through the storms of life. It gives us this sense of security as we journey through life. We read the Bible in Hebrews that says, so that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to prove false, we who have taken refuge might be strongly encouraged to seize the hope set before us. We have this hope, a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters the inner shrine behind the curtain. Hebrews 6, 18 to 19. An anchor speaks of security. God's word provides security to us that rely upon it. Wow. The word of God is also compared to water. Water represents life. It represents a cleansing. It represents a necessary source of life. You cannot do without water. I love how Jesus Christ interacts with the woman at the well of Samaria, when he met her at that well, Jesus replied and said to her, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I will give you living water. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Wow. That's in the book of John chapter 4 from verses 10 to 14. That's so powerful right there. The Bible also describes God's word as a lamp and a light. The word of God is compared to lamp and light and it is for illumination for direction and for clarity about our next steps. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 105, your instructions are a lamp that shows me where to walk and a light that shines on my path. So powerful. God's word is for illumination, brings clarity to us, brings light to every darkness in our hearts. God's word is so powerful. Another way that the Bible describes God's word is as a mirror. James uses that symbol to describe the power in the word of God when he wrote in James 1, 23-25 and says, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what he says is like a man who looks at his own face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. 
a mirror shows us who we are, reflect who we are. And that reflection is not to condemn us or make us feel bad about ourselves, but it's for us to see a reflection of who we are currently and what the possibilities of who we can become in God are. It shows us who we need to become, how we can get where we need to get. And God's word helps us to make adjustments into becoming who God wants us to be. I mean, my heart is bubbling for joy, just reading all of these things that, you know, scriptures show us about God's word, how powerful God's word is. And then the last way that, um, that I want to share today about how the Bible describes God's word is that it says that God's word is like a seed. That seed is the kind of seed that has within it a fruit-bearing capacity. It can produce even much more than what it looks like when it comes forth. God's word has within itself a self-fulfilling capacity. The moment it gets into the right soil, it will definitely bring forth a harvest. 1 Peter 1 verse 23 says that we have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Seeds that are sown bring forth life. In the same way, God's word gives life to those who receive it. This life is imperishable. It lasts forever. It cannot be destroyed. I mean, how powerful is that? God's word, when it comes out, will do what it says it will do. It's a seed that goes into the ground. That brings forth fruit and never ever fails, never changes, never gets destroyed. It's incorruptible, it's imperishable. Wow. I hope that these 10 things have gotten you excited today. And even though we've talked about these things, I want us to also share about, you know, how it is that, why, why is it that when we even though we understand that God's word is powerful and is important, why is it so tough for us to stay connected to God's word? Have you been attaching the right kind of weight to God's word? Have you given it priority and have you given it the kind of importance it deserves in your schedule, in your daily activities? Have you allowed God's word to lead you where you need to go? What kind of adjustments do you need to make to your daily schedules to show that you hold God's word in high esteem? I'm going to share a few practical thoughts with you today just so that they can help you to keep God's word as priority in your life and to keep them as top of mind for you, especially as a mom. Because I, I know I understand how busy your life can be and all of that. But it's important that if we see what God's word can do with us for us. That it's our life. Very life depends on our ability to stay connected to God's word. Then I'm hoping that these few things I'm going to share with you today, simple but important strategies to keep you in tune with God's word each day. The first thing I'm going to share with you today is that you need to acknowledge that if something is priority, then we must show it by allotting time and effort to it. If indeed God's word is supposed to be priority to you and you see how important it is for you to stay in God's word, then the only proof you have is that you give it its due place. 
The only proof of how important God's word is to you, is to me, is the consistency with which I approach God's word. Number two is that you need to do an audit and an assessment of your daily schedule to see what you are spending your time on. So after acknowledging that if it's, if it's a priority to me, then I must give attention to it. You must do an audit and assessment of how you're spending your time. Are you spending your time on the right things? Check it. See how your day is being spent. Track your time. Track your schedule. Track what you're spending your time on. And then, number three is that you use a daily planner and a calendar to include time for Bible reading in your daily schedule. Don't joke about it. Whatever doesn't get planned, doesn't get done. All right? And we have a few resources on our Mother's Arising website that can help you for planning, for scheduling, and things like that. They are free. So all you have to really um, do is to go to uh, Mother's Arising Shop. So if you go to mothersarising.org forward slash shop, you're going to find a lot of free resources there that can help you. We'll also link to that um, to that resource right here in the description of this podcast. Okay? So use a daily planner. Use that calendar to include time for Bible reading in your daily schedule. That will help you to plan your time more effectively. You can have that time there. And then number four is I set an alarm for yourself throughout your day to ensure that you're keeping prayer, communication with God, God's word in your heart, something that is top of mind for you. Set an alarm. The time you said, I'm going to read my Bible, set an alarm. Don't just think that you're going to remember. Set an alarm and say 4 p.m. every day I'm reading my Bible. Or 12 noon every day I'm reading my Bible. Or I'm spending time with God. Or I'm praying at this time. Whatever. Set an alarm for it. Because you're busy, right? You may forget. And then the last thing I want to share is adopt one of our 30, 30, 30 methods here at Mother's Arising. We have this method that is mentioned in our devotional. So of course, if you don't have that, a copy of your Rooted Mom devotional series, you definitely want to get that one for yourself because we talk about 30-30-30 system of prayer, Bible study, and worship where you can spend, how you can spend that time dividing your, you know, throughout the day, times, pockets of time where you can get yourself connected, refreshed in God's presence and to keep God top of mind for yourself. All right? And all of these links, we'll put them in the description of the podcast so that you can easily find how to get copies of your own book on Amazon or to get your ebook um, on, you know, on our website from our Mother's Arising store. Okay? All of those things will be in the description of the podcast. All you have to do is check there and you'll find how to link to all of the resources for you. So making God's word priority is the only way to keep growing spiritually. There's no shortcuts to spiritual growth. No shortcuts. How will you start to prioritize scripture reading and memory in your life this year? How will you ensure that you give priority to God's word, even as you now have seen that it is important and it is powerful and it's life-giving and we can't do without it? How will you ensure that you prioritize your scripture reading and memory in your life this year? Let's just spend some time to pray together. Father Lord, we just ask from today that you will invade our hearts more than ever before. Lord, set our hearts on fire for you. 
let there well up within us a deep longing, a deep hunger, a deep thirst for your word. Help us to place priority on what is important and not to get carried away by the distractions that are around us. Lord Jesus, we just ask that our hearts are set on fire from today. Our hearts are set on fire from today. In the name of Jesus. That we have this deep welling of hunger and thirsting for you, for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for coming here again to listen to this podcast. Of course, you already know the drill. Ensure you share this podcast with somebody. Ensure you get into your devotional this week. And make sure that you you join us for our weekly live session happening every Friday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Or you can join us for another one that happens earlier in the day at 7 p.m. GMT plus one, West African time. We cannot wait to have you. We cannot wait to receive you. And let's keep digging into God's word together so that we can stay rooted and grounded. Have a beautiful week. God bless you and take care. 